Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is At The Helm Sports. I'm your host, Derek Helm. Thank you for joining me for episode 61. Please be sure to follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave a five-star review. Thank you for tuning in. This week, we will be going over the Genesis, and that'll be a quick one. A little bit of a heartbreak for me, but we'll also hop into the disgusting field that is the Honda Classic. So... Going over the Genesis, I mean, that was just brutal for me. John Rahm just continued his dominance. And if you go back to the very beginning of this podcast, I, I actually think I kept saying, you know, at some point Rahm's going to go on a run here and I'm not getting off of him. And that was last year. So, of course, to start off this year, I didn't exactly get off of him, but wasn't as heavy as I was last year. So definitely was a little bit early on that one. So fuck me, right? Because I had a serious sweat going into Sunday. I was actually at the beginning of Saturday's round in first place in a tournament and was in 25th place at the start on Sunday, I believe, and got all the way up to fifth place. Looked good. Had Homa and Mitchell going up against Rom. You know, Rom basically gave up the lead. I think it was on 11. And basically from there, Homa just fell apart. Couldn't find another fairway. Mitchell just did what he did a couple weeks ago and was striking the ball really well, but the putter just completely let him down. Maybe not as bad as last time. You know, he he kind of really just lipped out a couple. I mean, I think he had two that went around the entire cup and didn't go in, so it it was unfortunate there. Ended up coming 20th in the tournament, so not a bad week. Pretty good overall, but it, it could have been really, really nice, and we were close, but... Anyways, we'll move on to to this week. You know, good for John Rahm, absolute dominance. It's they should just start putting putting odds out with Rahm and then the rest of the field. I mean, basically, you can bet the winner to win without Rahm because that's kind of how it seems at this point. Is he's gonna he's gonna be up there every time? But at least we have a new event, not an elevated event. So after back to back big boy events, we we've got basically a modified Corn Ferry Tour here. It, it's it's ugly at the Honda Classic, but we'll get into it because it's another week, another DraftKings week, and I actually think this week, because the field is so ugly, if you do a little bit more of your due diligence and dive in, could actually have the upper hand on some people. I think some ownership is actually going to condense around some guys. So at, at this place, I mean, PGA National, is it's a brute of a course. It is absolutely chaotic at times. There is trouble everywhere. So... With that in mind, I think when you're building this week, don't be afraid to get away from the chalk in some spots. I mean, obviously, at the top of the field, we have Sung J.M. and and Lowry. And really, I'll be playing them, but I won't be heavy, heavy on them because we've seen it here. You, You can have someone that literally their tournament is over five holes in. So... It, it can be rough or you can have someone that's coasting and looks really good and then they hit the bear trap and, and it just absolutely couple balls go in the water and they fall apart and anybody can miss the cut here. So embrace the variance and, and do your due diligence, you know, find some guys that, that you like and don't be afraid to get away from the chalk. But if we dive into the course, PGA National Championship course is 7,125 yards, par 70, Bermuda Greens. Jack Nicholas design. Now the winds here, it does look like it's going to be pretty windy, somewhere around 20 mile an hour gusts most days. So the winds can absolutely wreak havoc. There's water in play on 15 holes. There's been an insane amount of water balls here, over 4,000 since 2003. There's also 78 sand traps on the course. 
So really what you're looking at on, on a lot of these holes is water on one side, sand on another. Sometimes there's sand with water right next to it. So there there is trouble everywhere. You definitely want to be accurate off the tee and really good at scrambling, bogey avoidance, and, and getting out of the sand. But holes five to seven actually are one of the most difficult stretches on tour, which is pretty interesting because then you have the bear trap, 15 through 17, which is probably the most difficult three-hole stretch on tour. It is you can have guys having an, an okay round and they get to the bear trap and it's just absolute carnage. So it starts with 179 yard par three generally plays into the wind with water to the right sand traps to the left hole 16 is a dog leg, right? 434 yard par four entire right side is, it's pretty sketchy and, and there's sand and water on the hole. So that's a rough one. And then the bear trap ends with the 175 yard par three with a tee shot over water, very limited green to work with. And I, a lot of rounds are going to be make or made or break on this hole. So definitely got to keep the bear trap in mind. Definitely got to keep the, the wind in mind. As far as approach shots, it matters a lot here. You, you really want to be hitting GIRs, greens and regulation, but greens and regulation percentage is well below tour average, only comes in at about 60%. About 25% of approach shots are from 175 to 200 yards, 23% 150 to 175. So there's bid to long irons come into play quite a bit. If it's getting windy, guys are going to be missing greens, going into the sand, hopefully not going into the water, but... Really what we're looking for here is is driving distance is, is below tour average and driving accuracy is also below tour average. So you just want guys that are accurate off of the tee, good on approach, good with the bogey avoidance, sand saves, and scrambling. That That's really what we're looking for this week. It's a really tough tournament. The cut line generally around plus three, plus two. Last year was plus three, 2021 plus two, 2020 plus four. Back in 2018, it was plus six. So if the wind really picks up, we you know we could see plus four, plus five. Last year, Seb Straka won at, at minus 10 in a little bit of weather. Matt Jones had a, a good 2021. He won at minus 12. And then back when Sungjae won it, he won it at only minus six. So do not expect a lot of birdie streaks here. You're, you're really not going to see too many bogey-free rounds. So really, placement points are going to matter a lot this week. So keep that in mind. You really, if you're if you're paying down for anybody, you want them to make the cut. Most weeks, you're going to need them to do a lot more than make the cut. But in this one, if they can make the cut and and just place somewhat okay for you, they're going to pay off their price this week. So with that in mind, if we dive into the pricing, it, it's it's a really interesting week because as I said before, we basically have Sung J M and Lowry, <clears throat> and from there, it's just absolute chaos so i would i will be playing sungjay he's he's been just very good here and he's probably going to be the highest owned on the slate could be pushing 30 percent. Ten thousand seven hundred really isn't a bad price for him when you consider the talent the recent form compared to most of these guys so definitely got to keep an eye on him did actually miss the cut last year, so he was chalky last year, and if, if you faded him, that was exactly what I was talking about before, is it paid off big time, but Pryor came eighth, actually won in 2020, so he's played well here, and, and for good reason, I'm, I'm going to play him, but will be a little bit underweight, just because you never know here. Shane Lowry, I actually do like quite a bit, 
We did see a little bit of form last week, looked okay at the Genesis. Came second here last year, 36th the year before, 21st in 2020, 49th in 2018. So that's four straight made cuts here. I do think that it fits his game quite a bit. So 10400 I, I think, is a really good price for him. Actually, he's not going to be too high-owned. I'd say probably somewhere around 20 24%. So not, not as much as him, but actually I could see him getting squeezed maybe even a little bit more than that. But last week he was great. Gained 7, 7.3 strokes tee to green. Played the Honda Classic really well in all five of his appearances. So as far as the stats go, he he's rates out really well for this course first on approach first in bogey avoidance fifth in good drives gained fourth in sand saves and seventh from 175 to 200 yards over the last 50 rounds so really love where his game's at statistically for pga national if we go down a little bit i i do like chris kirk i'm kind of interested to see what the ownership's going to be it does look like he's probably going to come in somewhere between 17 and 20 percent but I, I could see him getting squeezed here because of the pricing. 9900 is, is definitely a, a pretty lofty price to play, pay for him. But he does play pretty well on, on difficult courses. Came seventh here last year. So I, I don't hate Hort, or, uh, Kirk here. But I think I'm, I'm leaning Horschel. 9700 He's great scrambling. Eighth in scrambling over the last 50 rounds. I, I just... I do think that the Florida swing definitely fits him quite a bit. I've already made an outright on Horschel at 30 to 1, so I might actually just leave it at the outright and then play Kirk instead, but kind of letting the ownership dictate who I'm going to go to there. Now, can't play all these guys up here. Most of them don't even deserve to be priced this high, so I'm probably skipping out on Norin, although statistically I do think he rates out well for the course. Just like I said, you can't play everybody up here, so I will be fading one of Kirk and Horschel and definitely Norin. I do like Minwoo Lee quite a bit. You're not going to see him pop in, in statistical models. Obviously, most of his game has been played overseas and in Europe, but he, he's been pretty damn good and I I don't think people are too familiar with him or his game so I could see him going on their own and he played well in Dubai 13th place Abu Dhabi second place he gained strokes on approach in both of those tournaments his finishes over his last eight events 13th second third fourth 12th eighth third and third now granted those are not against the greatest fields but neither is this so I absolutely love it. I think he pre- provides quite a bit of upside at, at this number, 9400 Probably a little bit expensive for him, but I am absolutely fine with it. Also made an outright bet on him at 28-1, to 1, so I, I love Minwoo Lee this, this week and will definitely be playing quite a bit of him. Next, also like Kuchar, 9300 I think it's a pretty good price for him. He's been pre- playing pretty good so far this year. He's made three or four cuts in, in the year and has two top 10 finishes in, in four four events already in 2023. Came seventh at the Sony. Gained 12.6 strokes tee to green last week in an eighth place finish. So striking the ball well. And then we know how good he is. Second in bogey avoidance. First in scrambling. First in sand saves over the last 50 rounds. So definitely think that he could do some damage here. He's also third in strokes gained putting on Bermuda grass. So Generally a good putter regardless, but Bermuda is also his best surface. So I do like me some Kuchar quite a bit. Haven't made a bet on him yet, but 
I, I really wanted to bet some bombs this week, but I'm kind of really liking this 30 range, and I, I think I can get Kucher at 33 to one. So I, I might actually be betting him as well with an outright. If not, I will definitely have a top 10 on him. So that's really what I'm looking at as far as the top goes. From here, probably going to dip down a little bit. I see there's a lot of interest in Dietrich and Pendrith. I, I don't mind those guys. I might sprinkle them in a little bit. But I, I'm I'm probably going to be playing some Svensson. Not going to be overweight on him, but just with, with how well he's been playing, 8,700, I just thought with how good he finished last week, he'd be a little bit more popular. Really not looking like it's going to be that way. And it's funny, he's he's a great ball striker, but actually did it all with the putter last week. So I could definitely see the ball striking coming back. And if he's putting like he was last week, we could see a pretty good finish there. Johnny Vegas, 8,600. Do think he's going to be very popular here. Probably the highest owned in this price range, but I don't care. I'm going to play him. Great on approach, good off the tee. He's not bad as far as bogey avoidance goes. So I, I kind of like Vegas. I generally like him most weeks, but... Do think he's going to be pretty good here. He's made the cut here last five times out. Not bad finishes, 42nd, 30th, 27th, 16th, and then a 72nd. So the 16th in 2019, the best, but like to see him making cuts every year. So I'll, I'll definitely play some Vegas and eat the chalk there. Next is guy who won it last year, Seb, Tra- Seb Straka. First place, 33rd, 27th, last three times here. 8500 not a bad price for him. Getting a pretty good discount on a guy that you know can play this course next I also like Robbie Shelton I I do think that he actually could play pretty well here kind of interested to see how the ownership's going to get because I have seen some people talk him up but it doesn't really look like the ownership's there but he's made three or four cuts so far this year he came 20th 67th and 6th in those three tournaments that he made the cut so some pretty good finishes third on approach fifth around the green over the last 24 rounds and came 11th at the honda in 2020 so robbie shelton i'm I'm good with that lee hodges i also like him was thinking about making a bet on him 50 to 1 though i'd kind of want a better number but good showing at the genesis 18th place he gained just under three strokes t to green and three strokes on the greens putting so definitely like that like the form he's in he came ninth here last year and gained three straight strokes on approach. Fifth in strokes gained approach, ninth in bogey avoidance, six from 170 to 200 yards over the last 50 rounds. So statistically looks like it could be a good fit here and, and already has the ninth place finish last year. So I definitely will be playing quite a bit of Lee Hodges. Next, I also, I like Chuck Hoffman. 15th in bogey avoidance, 9th in sand saves, 11th in from 175 to 200 yards over the last 50 rounds. Looked good at the waste management, gained 3.5 strokes on approach, came 14th. So it, it looks like he's playing pretty well. So I, I'll play some Chuck Hoffman. He's never played here before, but I do think that it could fit him. And at only 7,300, he, he is one of the fairly more ta- talented golfers in the field. So I really don't mind that. In large, large field, I will sprinkle a little bit of Webb Simpson just because, I mean... You know, he's one of the more notable names in the field. 7,300 obviously hasn't been good for a while, but have seen a little bit of glimpses of him possibly getting back into form. Has a fifth place finish here back in 2018, and he's played well here before, so I'm, I'm fine. But it again, only little sprinkles in, in very, very deep fields. 
And next, I really don't like a lot of these guys in the 7,000 range. I will be playing Mark Hubbard. He came 15th here last year, so not too bad. Made the cut here three years in a row. He's second in strokes gained on approach and first from 150 to 175 yards. So definitely like the ball striking and 7,000, not a bad price for him. If I'm looking down to go into the sixes, which I really don't know if there's a lot of reason to this week, Danny Lee's okay, pretty good in the win. Made three or four cuts so far this year, 15th on approach, third in that 150 to 175 yard range. So he's he's all right at 6,700, I think, if you want to sprinkle someone in. Brian Stewart, maybe 6,500. And I will play a little bit of Henrik Norlander, 6,500. I, I think he could definitely be pretty good here and and be a nice salary savings. But that's really what I'm looking at here. So like I said, you know, I really want to kind of hone in on on some guys down in the lower range and mix and match up above because I I do think that a lot of the ownership is going to come in on those guys that are a little bit higher priced. And I don't want to necessarily fade all of them. I'll definitely be fading some, but I think if you can get your guys right down low and and then pick and choose up top, you, you can have a great day. Because if, if the winner comes from that mid-range or even a little bit lower, you really don't need the guys at top to be competing on Sunday. Really, they just have to do good enough that if some of the other guys around them have missed the cut, that they're already got an upper hand. So like I said, dive in, digest as much content as you can, Get a good idea of who you want to go with and, and maybe sprinkle in a little bit at the top. Unless there's someone that you see that you really, really like, then you, you can go a little bit harder. But really, really focus in on who you want at the bottom and maybe don't go too heavy on the bottom range because of the volatility of this course. But that's going to do it for this week. As always, check out thehelmsports.com. You can see my hardcore parkour, my core four ownership, pivots, fades. That's up on the site. Then ProGolfNow.com, I have the rundown over there, so that is the course preview if you would like to see that in written form. Have everything there as far as the course breaks down and the past winners and past cut lines, so check that out. And also I have my DraftKings value menu over there, so you could check that out. And be sure to check back on Friday night if you're playing Saturday Showdown, I write a showdown article for them as well. So check that out. Again, that's progolfnow.com. That's all I got for this week. As always, thank you for listening. Greatly appreciated. And remember, Stefan out there.